Wyatt Wiley. Well, keep Cam York on the right side because you got to protect fucking Keith Yandel. Oh, for that was such sake. fucking bullshit. I yeah. hate well, that. Is one of those things that nobody that else is, is talking about, but it absolutely annoys the shit out of me that Cam York is playing on his offside because they're favoring yeah. Keith Yandel on the left. I can't they, even believe that. What? How do you go from playing twenty-three heavy fucking minutes a night on the top pair to on the third pair on your off wing with fucking Keith Yandel? God, if you wanted to, what player development? Just these people don't have yep. any idea what they're doing whatsoever. No, they don't. Jesus Christ, absolutely don't. I was infuriated by that too. It's just like, why would you accommodate Keith Yandel's preference in terms of this part of his career? What's the point? Around the only what prospect you, you have that has any kind of potential yeah. left. All you're doing is fucking up Cam York's sense of adaptation can't to the NHL. It. Because they've done that. And I think, going back to Risto for a second, I think, uh, you know, if they trade him <laughs> at the trade deadline here, I, it's just, I wouldn't be surprised because they have no fucking idea what they're doing. But if they are going to do this aggressive retool, I really think you got to come to terms with him, you know, and re-sign him because he brings elements that they don't have. He's the right-handed defenseman, you know, the middle-pairing guy. And if you don't, re-sign him then you're just opening up yet another hole that they're gonna have to fill and like it's just impossible like as it stands now they there's no way they can fill all the holes no if they don't re-sign risto it's just add another one to the list you know (laughs) you gave up all the assets for us to last year you trade him at the deadline even it's for a first round pick then you're going to have to use that first-round pick to acquire another right-handed defenseman, right? So it's yeah. like you're just playing and they're not rebuilding. Like fucking the hot is, potato here. Resign him if you're not rebuilding. And if you are rebuilding, then get the first-round picks. Just don't do anything in the middle. They're, like, they're going to do – like, they're going to fucking uh, – either going to trade him and then try to – exactly what you said. They're going to trade him um, at the trade deadline and then use the first-rounder to, like, acquire some lesser right-handed defenseman. It's just all over again. Yep. They're they're playing Russian roulette. They're they're sitting there and they're going like, okay, there's one bullet in this six shooter, and they spin it, and then it's like, okay, Risto's got to be <laughs> traded because we're gonna lose him for nothing. We want to sign him because it's ego. We we traded for him, but he wants out. Okay, we're gonna trade him. So then it's like now we got a hole on the roster. So you click you click it, and then you sit there and you go, okay, well we got no choice. We got to sign John Klingberg for seven years. Yeah. Because we need At to fill nine point five a season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And right. it's like, oh my god. And and then yep. like, please, somebody beat the Flyers to that punch. But then what's gonna happen? They're gonna sit there and they're gonna they're gonna flip it again, and then they're yep. gonna go, okay, we still have the hole. Okay, let's get PK Subban. Because yeah. like he he was an all star before he's a Norris Trophy guy before let's do it, and then it's like okay, so like really are you really addressing the situation or are you just acting out of desperation and trying to plug holes wherever you find them? 
that's why it's better to sit there and go, you take the extra year. Yes. The free agent class gets so much better. By the way, I forgot to mention Jonathan Huberto. My, he's not going oh, wow. anywhere. He's not going anywhere. He's going to get signed. Still, it's a, it's a nice name to think about. Yeah. But like, God, that's a guy that I'd be like, yep, yeah, here, here's 11 million. Come. Yeah. He's a great forward. I like him do, a lot. Like too. do it. Right. But like, and it will never happen, but it is what it is. But you sit there and you go, okay, they're going to trade Claude Giroux and get assets. And you've mentioned it, Dan, that they need to hit a home run on that one. Absolutely. It, it's a, it's going to kickstart everything. Yeah. And then I'm sitting there and I'm going, okay, they trade Risto. And I think that they can hit a home run on that one too. I think they could get more than the first round pick. I really do. I don't I think, think they so get too. much more. I saw but I think arguing they'll get today. It. They're like, why would Bristol get a first round pick? And I'm like, he's a top four right handed defenseman. That alone is going to get you a first round pick. Yeah. Like, at a minimum. Yeah. And he's having a pretty decent season on a shitty yeah. team. So. And he's been pretty good. And mm-hmm. then, you, then you sit there and you go, okay, so Drew's gone. So now there's a hole on your top left wing. I'm crossing my fingers here. And I'm going to be cheering for this player. Phyllis, I apologize. The human traffic cone, James Van Riemsdyk. I would staple that guy to the first line, left wing, and just leave him. He ain't moving anywhere from that lineup for the rest of the season. Well, he's not moving anywhere from that line because he's so goddamn slow. Well, that too. I'm hoping to hell that that guy pots some goals at the end of the season and at least gets people asking or at least to the point where next year he comes in here and listen, if you don't get Johnny Goudreau, I'm stapling that guy to the top line next year to try to get some value in the trade market for him next year, anything. And because it's non-existent right now. I don't want to buy this guy out. No, hell no. Hell no. That's a horrible idea. I don't want to give Fletcher and Dave Scott, you know, extra money to throw around to this ragtag group It's not even extra money. It's less than $3 million. Buying out JVR is $4.3 million cap it next year and $1.3 the following year. No way. That's not even $3 million. It's not worth it. Somebody, uh, I put the... uh, Cap friendly thing out where somebody suggested trading him for Andrew Ladd, who has one year left as well, but it's at five point five million dollars. What like, does that do? I mean, you get a f- few dollars in cap savings there to go around, and you're still out of the guy next year. So I would do something like that, but buying him out is just not the fucking way. And I don't want to see JVR play for the Flyers ever again. So that would be the way to do it to make at least a little bit of extra cap space. But fuck, man, I don't know. I don't know what you do with JVR. You almost just got to keep him and bite the bullet. I mean, he's a horrible player to have on the team. If this team has any aspirations of winning next year, JVR is going to sink them, not just from a contract and production standpoint, but he's a loser in the locker room, I think. How the hell does that guy not have a letter at this point in his career? I mean, Jesus Christ, he, he's like, been... give up all of his leadership responsibilities to, like, the, the his player safety or whatever the hell the he was union part of? stuff. Yeah, the union yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. He gave it up to, what, Sanheim, I think? Oh, like, it's probably not great that you're checking out from your leadership perspective when that's the only fucking thing you have left on, you know, value-wise. I mean, that guy... Yeah, I mean, that guy got benched in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, like, multiple times. He was relegated to the fourth line in the playoffs 
multiple times on this team. Like that is a shitty guy to have on your team. Uh, he's supposed to be a top level production guy, one of your guys that's a that's going to lead you to the next level. Dollars. And he's getting and like that shit happens. You know, he has he's horrible uh, puts in one power play goal and, every three months. Yeah, I, I, he is just like. He is a prop. He's he's one of the leadership problems on the team. Is you have hey, this supposed to be one of our best players, and he fucking sucks, and everybody <laughs> knows it. All the players and the coaches do too. What the hell kind of dynamic is that in the locker room? Yeah, so yeah, if you have any aspirations of winning, you can't have him here at all, which sucks. So that's you know it goes back to my insistence on rebuilding for at least a couple of years. <laughs> They're re-signing him. That's so they'd be the blank check. They're going to re-sign JVR, JVR for another four years. I, I I would quit on the spot if that happened. Oof. Yeah, no, there's no way that happens. JVR, we need you back, man. Your power yep. play goals are irreplaceable to us. That move that you, you've done that, have, that hasn't worked in three years, <laughs> where you put it between the legs, that worked all the time in Toronto. And then he came here, and it was like, it yeah. like worked like once the first year or two, and like, He's tried it like he tries it like once a game. And it Fucking connect me tries his move too, and it drives me absolutely crazy. The move yeah. when he gets yeah. he gets it wide of the left of the net. They shoot it wide. He stops it and then flings it around kind of over his shoulder. It worked yeah. once, and he tries it every game now and never gets it. <laughs> it's like fuck, man. What is up with JVR and chewing the green mouth guard? Like, Every time he's on the bed, rah, 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 rah. I'm like, like no, I got it. What's your problem? Nylabone. Yeah. Oh, Christ. It's a signal to the Kraken. You should have taken me. It's just, it's it. It's actually quite sickening because yeah, like every time I see him on TV, he is gnawing <laughs> on a disgusting <laughs> old green mouth guard. It's very very weird. <laughs> Oh lord, this fucking team. There's literally not a single bright spot left, is there? Nothing. They're doing absolutely nothing no. right. No, they are so misguided. You had Cam York, and then you snuffed him out. Unbelievable. Man. They, I have not seen an organization this confused. The Slayers are in the same level with like the Sabers these days. Mm-hmm. As far as just complete <laughs> dis, 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 whatever the word I'm trying to think of is disintegration. Yeah, just <laughs> dystopia. A lack of talent. Dystopia is a good one for me. Just insane. I'm trying to think of like other teams that Manny. Can you think of another team like? And I guess you could cross sports here that is in this type of posture where. They, the ownership thinks that they're competitive and can win Super Bowls or Stanley Cups or World Series, and the reality is the team is just not good at all, refusing to even attempt to rebuild. Oh, the beating, Phillies are a good know? example of that. <laughs> yeah. They're along least, the same line. They kind of are. They, I mean, they suck at development. At least they got some star players. They're slightly like, better you know, in-game than the uh, Flyers are. Yeah, they got some stars though. At least, like, I mean, Harper's an MVP, and like, yeah. he's worth the price of admission. So, that's you know, they check that box at least. But I can't think of another team that fits this posture. Can you? 
the only ones that kind of have come to mind are like the New York Knicks have been pretty bad for a while. The Jaguars. <laughs> oh, the Jaguars are more like the Sabers, I think, because they, they just... don't expect to ever win. Yeah, but but they just hired the Eagles' former coach, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. How are the New York Knicks doing? Fuck, fuck if I know. The, the, I don't the Knickerbockers. The um, New York. I think they're very good. No, they haven't been relevant in a long. Oh, they're twelfth in the Eastern Conference. Ooh, just like the Flyers. <laughs> and they've been really bad for God for a long time. The New and York they thought have they were really good bad. or something. Yeah. Well, and, like, and aren't they a team that they had like the first overall pick or something, and the fans all booed it? Remember. Was then that, that them? I think they've had a couple high picks. Yeah, they've Their had some... own fans booed the pick because they're like, <laughs> "He's crap. Why did you take this guy?" <laughs> yeah, and then even with the Knicks, at least they—I don't know if they embraced it or not. I just don't know their organization that well. But at least they've had some high picks. The Flyers aren't even there at that point, but they're at the same level of bad in terms of no, having no shot of winning anything. The New York Jets, maybe they've been bad for a while too. The Jets have had high picks though, and they've they've made it no secret during certain years that they were trying to rebuild. So that would not fit. The Jets are more akin to like a Sabers. Is that lunatic with the fireman hat still at the Jets games yelling? No, oh, I don't know. That oh, super probably. fan. Yeah, probably. we need a su- we need a super fan. Like for that asshole gritty. who paints his face at the games all the time. What the fuck? Is oh that? yeah, who is that guy? Yeah. And then we have a sign man who's actually kind of funny. He sits behind uh, one of the nets. What is happening? But other than that, yeah. I saw somebody tweet out like, "Oh, don't look now," but JVR is on quietly has gotten like you know nine points this month or something like that i don't know what it was and it, quietly, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just i'm just looking at his numbers right now i'm like okay 11 goals that's actually way more than what? i thought he had he has 11, know, 11 goals 11 goals yeah I thought he had like four seven assists so 18 points in 45 games Ooh. Yeah. minus 21 it's his second worst ever only uh, minus thirty three when uh, when he was with the Leafs, but that year he had twenty seven goals. I think I was looking at the plus minus the other day and was baffled. I think he and Yandel are like by two, by far the two worst on the team. Yandel's a minus twenty four, JVR is a minus twenty one, and third worst would be Hayes with minus twelve. So like JVR is getting eaten alive out there. That's a stat. Was, I don't, that's a stat. I don't put a lot of weight into, but when it's that damning like that, yeah. and wasn't he a guy that last year and earlier this year everyone was talking about how good he was defensively? Yeah, for like a week, essentially. <laughs> he backed that third once. line earlier in the year. Though, yeah, was pretty good, and then he was good for like that shit. first. Yeah. yeah, like eight game stretch that they played, and then after that, it was like, yep, oh, didn't last too long. I remember when we were talking about this team, we we did a show like a week into the season and we were very positive because the team was playing well. But I I remember using the word like shocked very often during that show because I was just 
like I couldn't believe the offense was doing so well in that first week. Because one of the things that we said in the offseason was like, this offense is going to struggle. And, you know, they obviously <laughs> they have. have. <laughs> but but that first week, they're putting like between five and seven goals up every game. And it I is was impossible like, to believe oh. that first like two, three weeks of the season is the same thing as this year. They look like a semi-confident hockey team that won games, and now they're just back to whatever the fuck they were doing last year. Mm-hmm. This is their true colors, though. Oh, absolutely. You know, they, this is what they are. They had a couple outliers here, you know, here and there. But, you know, I just think, like, and we mentioned this the other week, too, is just three out of their last four seasons have been utterly atrocious. Yeah. Just really, really bad. How do you look at that and say, oh, we're going to contend for a cup next year? Yeah, we're cup contenders. You know, we don't need to take any rebuild time. We're going to – we'll be right back at it. Like, what – what are you looking at? I just cannot see what you're thinking when you look at what's happened here. This group of players, like yeah, these guys can compete. <laughs> like... No, and 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 that's my issue with this whole thing about well, if they were healthy, at least they'd be in a playoff spot. Okay, it's even worse. And then, and then well, all you have to do is make the playoffs because anything can happen. Well, yeah, okay, anything I can happen. That. Anything can happen, but like realistically, <laughs> I'd bet my house that the Flyers get their asses beaten in five games or less by the Florida Panthers in the first round. Oh, yeah. I'd bet my house. Mm-hmm. Tampa yeah. Bay, same thing. Okay, six games. They're getting killed. Like, is that what you want? Like, is that is that is that what success is? You just squeak in and they get pummeled? unmercifully by by a team that is legitimately gonna go for the stanley cup this year mm-hmm. and then like next year okay so the ad goudreau does that move the needle because teams like florida aren't going anywhere they're still going to be a top two team in their division tampa's not really going anywhere toronto's not really going anywhere the Rangers I mean, gonna are going to get better. The Devils may take a step forward. You know, Columbus may get their shit together. The Hurricanes are still going to be good. I'm sure the Capitals. Penguins and Caps aren't doing fucking anything yet. Like, you know, is this the real do do? Islanders team? Because we all thought the Islanders were going to. I still hope they fire Barry Trotz. <sighs> yeah, that's the that that would be the only guy that you uh, If go they after. fire Barry Trotz, that's what your blank check goes to. $80 yeah. million dollars a season. I don't give a shit. Whatever the fuck that yeah. guy wants. Maybe they're waiting for that uh, potential opportunity. Although I think that my guess is that they'll keep riding him even like into next season because they just had such a slop fest to start this year in terms of not being able to play a home game for like a month or two. Their COVID stuff was huge. Um, They did have some legitimate excuses to start the year. They are actually playing a lot better now, although they just got – shelled by seattle the other night but yeah, overall they've been doing a lot better yeah i don't think he's gonna get fired but like that's the guy that's the guy that i would that you need a coach that's gonna actually make a change none of these coaching options sound enticing anymore it's like oh whether it's claude julian or fucking uh, barry manilow or whatever the fuck the guy from chicago's name was like <sighs> none of these guys are fucking the hell was his name? Colt, Cole, Colton, 
Coalition, oh, Coalition, yeah. Coalition, whatever the fuck it his name was. It doesn't even matter. I mean, it's just, it's just some fucking other dude. Yeah. Behind a bench, like none of these names. I mean, I fucking hope they don't keep Mike Yao around, which I'm terrified they're gonna do. There's a chance they do. He's fucking Fletcher's BFF. Do. I don't trust for a second he's going anywhere. It doesn't make any sense for them to keep him. He's done nothing to earn it, but at the same time, like, I could totally be in, like, we'll give you a year. They'll find him some real assistance, and then they'll run it back with him. But, like... Well, yeah, I mean, especially if he goes on a little bit of a run here in the last, you know... Th- well, I mean, there's still a shit ton of hockey left to be played. Like, 36, year. 37 games left or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if they play, if they play 500, like, the rest of the season... That will probably be considered good enough to consider Yao's run a success, and he he's made headway with these players. They respect him. He, he's here. Let's give him a chance to continue this into next. Like that's fucking do. Oh, Mike, you're killing me. <laughs> it's just I just have no. I have such little confidence in this organization to make the correct decision on any level. No, neither do I. It's, <laughs> that, it's... Yeah, it's like, and also watch them like they'll hold on to Mike Yo like way too long, like midway through the off season, so all the good coaches get snapped up. <laughs> Julian finds a job, and the Flyers are dragging. Well, well, we're still evaluating, <laughs> like, well, we wanted to have him around for the draft or something. <laughs> 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 like, it's like mid July, and they fire Yo. <laughs> That would be so on brand, though. Oh my god! We want him around for the draft, and then fire him three weeks afterwards. Yeah, like, oh, we needed his opinion. You know, we needed his expertise and draft god. free agency. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're killing me, Mike. Yeah, they're gonna have. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I used to get a little bit more excited about the coaching stuff, but after. All the shit that happened with AV. You can only fire season. so many of them before you realize I'm just it's somebody not, else's fault. Right. I'm not interested in coaches anymore. It's so far past that. Yeah, it, it, yeah. This is roster construction every day of the week for me. I you just fired uh, Hackstool and it didn't do anything. You got rid of Gordon and it didn't do anything. Uh, you brought in AV. Like, how are you going to find a guy more credential than AV in the offseason? You know, uh, realistically, just in terms of what the fuck that guy brought to the table. You know, and that didn't mean a goddamn thing. You have Yao, that doesn't mean a goddamn thing. Like, it just doesn't matter. You got it. You just, God, this is where the whole fucking problem stems from is just overhauling the players. That there's something fucking wrong here that is, like, palpable, but it's so hard to put a finger on. You know, something is broken somewhere in the machine here, and it's hard to fix. It's hard to fix. What? So, what if in the, this off season? They get Goudreau and Barry Trotz. Does that move the needle at all and get them out of the wild card? I think it's a step or, no. or a step closer in the right direction, but I don't think it's you know. Ma- Max Max is still wild card. Yeah. You don't think that they'll be able to play better defense and maybe get a little bit better? Uh, Upset I somebody? Think, I think the offense. If the roster the- stays the exact same. And just add Johnny Gaudreau. And Trotz. And, well, yeah, Trotz. I still think they're a bubble wildcard team. They're probably a a first wildcard spot wildcard team versus trying to cling to number two. But 
I don't think that pushes the needle. I mean, it, <sighs> hmm. If, if anybody's going to be able to bring the best out of him, it's somebody like Trotz. That's what you need. You need one of these, like, generational coaches. You need a Trotz or a Mike Sullivan or Rod Brendamore or something. That's the See, only way if, coaching makes a difference at this point. If that's the case, and people honestly believe that, then there's no way that you can even sit there and go, there's nobody that you're going to get out there in this free agent market that's going to move the needle that much. Unless you get like a Malkin and he's healthy all year and he has a burr in his saddle and he just wants to go and stick it to Pittsburgh kind of thing. You do like overhaul that... the roster and the coaching staff. So it still leads us back to you wait the extra year and see what happens at the 2023 draft. And even if you don't get a top two guy, you're still going to get. If they just came out and said like, we're going to piss away another year and we're going to wait for the 2023 draft and the 2023 free agency period. And then we're going to go fucking balls to the wall. Crazy. I'd be all okay losing for another full year if it meant that. But because we're in this wishy-washy, we got to win now. Here's Kadri. (laughs) It's just like, fuck it. Fuck it. Throw my hands up in the air and I don't want to do it. You know? Ridiculous. Completely pitiful. Fucking Dave Scott. Yeah, I don't, I think they're just going to need, I don't think, you know, even the best coach in the world is going to get this team anywhere above a playoff bubble, maybe wild card, even with a Goudreau. They'd have to add, now if they added like Goudreau, Hurdle, and Forsberg with Trots, maybe. Maybe getting you're getting somewhere. a little bit more punch, <laughs> uh, you know, with that. You're taking because, a step in the right direction. Yeah, I, I still don't know if they're a cup team, but I think that they're probably a playoff team. It might be a little better to watch. You're going to accumulate some more wins in the regular season, that's for sure. Um, but they're just so far behind the eight ball with their foundation that it's so hard to build around, you know, the junk that's here that, uh, I don't know. You know, I feel like, it sucks because we're trying to do this all for Dave Scott. This everything's just for Dave <laughs> because yeah. he wants to do it a certain way. So everybody has to back off of what they know is right, what they know is the correct direction and course of action to try to appease Dave. <laughs> and isn't it great that Dave Scott skated around in a backyard rink when he was like ten years old or whatever? Oh, and yeah. now we have play- we have players on the Flyers that basically are at the same skating level as Dave Scott <laughs> in the backyard when he was ten. I- I'll throw this one out out there. We we've talked on this show before about uh, Philadelphia not being a free agent destination for players. Do you think that that's true for coaching? It's certainly getting there if it's not already. You're going to come into Philadelphia and you're going to last a year and a half and then get canned because the team fucking turned on you. It has to be developing a shitty... How many fucking coaches have they gone through? Four and four years or something like that? Four and five years, whatever the hell we're at now? Like, That's a lot. Well, I mean, the thing there's is, there's no too... guarantees in NHL coaching, but the Flyers have to be going at like an above average rate in terms of turnover. Yeah, I think the Flyers may actually have – it's possible. Yes, I think looking at it objectively, yes, I would agree with that because you're probably not going to be here for very long. On the other hand, 
the Flyers probably do pay their coaches a lot more than other teams do, generally speaking. So, so you, so you can get a nice fat contract for a guy like Elaine Vigneault at five mil per for five years, and you get canned. Who the fuck cares? Because you're getting paid out the ass, <laughs> yeah. you know, till the end of time. So, you know, on that on that level, I think that it's attractive because the coaches probably know. Look, it doesn't really fucking matter from there for a year and a half or four years. Who cares? It's going to be somewhere in between there. But at the end of the day, I'm going to be making millions more by getting hired by the flyers versus, you know, like the coyotes or, you know, the predators or something that may not have actually predators might be a great example, but um, you know, some other teams in the league that may not have the financial capital to, to dump into coaching staffs like the flyers will. Um, <laughs> it doesn't mean coach making... in Philadelphia and ruin my reputation. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't mean you're picking the right guy though, either, or they're going to be successful. They're just coming here because they might be able to get some more cash. So I don't know if that has to do with winning either. <laughs> it's a good question, though, Manny. What do you think? Well, I'll I'll keep it going by 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 saying this: even if Barry Trotz was available, and he was fired by the Islanders, do you think Dave Scott, with his blank check, does that apply to coaches, or is this just a player <laughs> thing? Because if you're Dave Scott and you're sitting there going, "We just fired AV, who's making." Was it five million a year? Yep. Yeah. And we gotta pay this guy for the next three years. Yep. Now I'm gonna go and pay Barry Trotz and overpay Barry Trotz to come to Philadelphia to be the coach. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see him putting up a wall there and saying, you know what? I said that I was gonna give you a blank check, but it was for players. It's not really for coaches. And that's worrisome. Because yeah. the trend overall is coaches now are being told or teams because of COVID and everything, they don't want to funnel all this millions of dollars into coaching. Mm-hmm. They'd rather just say, you know what, we're going to fire you probably within three years anyway. We don't want to give you a five year, you know, five million per season deal. We'd rather give you a three million three season deal. Mm-hmm. And that the, there's people out there that think that the time of the expensive coaches is over. So even if you are Philadelphia and you're desperate and you have a blank check, I really don't see a stomach there where they would go out and get a Mike Babcock for big money or even a John Tortorella who's going to want good coin. He's not going to sit there and come here for nothing. He wants to coach, I'm sure, but he's not going to come here for, you know, charity. He's going to want four, four and a half million for sure. I, I can't see him taking a pay cut to come to Philly like that. That leads me to like, so, so in other words, you're going to get another college coach. And I hated the Hextall hire when it happened because the guy never won anything in college. But yeah, I agree with that, Manny. I don't know what that blank check applies to does who the hell knows what it applies to. Does Dave Scott have the stomach to pay AV five mil for another three years in addition to Barry Trotz, eight million for three years overlapping AV. No, he. I don't think he does. I don't think he's just going to dump thirteen million dollars into coaching. Like that's not even accounting for Barry's assistants that he might bring in. And I don't know what they get paid, but they're probably not like you know a hundred k a year people. No, not quite. No. So. I, I don't buy that blank check, actually, unless it's coming out of his 401k or something. But it's like, 
you know, I don't I think just, so. I just Googled Barry Trotz's salary, and he has a five-year deal that he signed in 1819, and it's $4 million a season. Okay. So I'd imagine that if he gets fired, the Islanders are paying him a pretty penny to sit at home. And he's got, oh, look at that. I think that next year is his last year. Oh, really? Wow. So 1819 okay. started, and okay. now we're in 21-22. This is year four, and it's a five-year deal. So he's got one year left after this. Yeah, they might take the hit. For the one year. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Does, do the Flyers sit there over here, Manny. Do they give him $5 million and say, come, come to Philadelphia? They might give him six. Yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah, I think it's possible. That would be the smart move, though. You got to give them credit for them bumbling this like a fucking idiot. So, whatever move makes the most sense, we can take off the table. So, Trotz is probably a no go. Gonna hire or does he, Jeremy or does he t- Coalition or the fuck his name is? <laughs> or does he tell uh, Fletcher, no, use that money to get Goudreau, and that's it. And we're going to get... Yeah, because he thinks it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know if the coaching thing applies. I wonder I wonder what their idea is with coaching. Because I, I know some people are out there with... The, and they freaked out on Twitter when uh, Torchetti was hired, one of uh, Fletcher's guys mm-hmm. from Minnesota. And they're like, oh, he's got too much power. He's just hiring his own guys. So he's going to make <laughs> Torchetti like, the, like the, the head coach next year. And I'm like, no, he's not. <laughs> That entire coaching staff is being jettisoned. They the even second that said, the you know, gone. they brought they, the reason they brought him in is because he's the only guy they could find that would not would be okay with not having the job security beyond this year. Yeah, they brought right. him in knowing it was essentially a few month position. Essentially, I would hope they're all gone. They are hundred percent. Oh, I don't know, Manny. That's Mike Yao. Mike Yao and Fletcher run deep. I don't trust him for a goddamn second and make the right move with that one. Yeah, I don't trust him either. I would hope they don't. I don't think it's going to happen, but I also can't take it off the table as an option. Well, but again, though, if you're Barry Trotz and you're going to come to Philadelphia and Fletcher says, oh, by the way, Mike Yo's one of your assistants, Barry Trotz is saying, (laughs) he's hanging up the fucking phone. I'm out of here. I'm not I'm not signing. I don't care how much you give me. Like Barry Trotz has the cachet where he says, I'm bringing my guys and that's it. Like that—that's how established head coaches work. Like how they got a—they got AV because they overpaid him, and they gave him term to come here, oh. and that was part of the stipulation. You could bring Michelle Terrian, but we're gonna have Mike Yo here, and we're gonna have a dream team of coaches, and now none of them are here. Yeah. And star players, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I'd love to see that conversation where Dave Scott tries to sell Barry Trotz. Don't worry, Mike, Mike Yo's going to be here, and he's going to be helping you. He's part of the family. And Barry Trotz is going to be like, no. I, I got this guy and this guy that come with me everywhere. They've been with me in Nashville. They're, they were with me in Long Island, in Washington. This is who I want. These are the guys I trust. That's how we're going to have a winning team here. That's the guy who's going to teach this team how to play proper defense and save Carter Hart from the abyss. Save Ivan Provorov. Save all these other guys. He still won't be able to get Travis Sanheim to throw his weight around, but still. 
Yeah, or put on more weight. <laughs> he, like, the thing is, I don't know if Dave Scott's going to be more reluctant to hire that high-end coach and just dump money at him, given what happened with AV and that they're taking such a significant hit in dead money there. Where he goes to Chuck and says, oh, I'd like to get Barry Trotz. Let's just give him, you know, $8 million for two seasons. And Chuck's like, no, we can't do that. He's only going to take, like, five for five. And Dave's like, well, we can't go that long. Let's find somebody else. Like, does that conversation happen? It might, because he doesn't want to get caught. Since Dave Scott is finally getting some experience as an owner of a professional team, you got to start thinking about how these contracts work with these coaches. It's, you know, he's so he may be reluctant to go down that path again uh, and get burned on a high-end coach long-term. See, that's interesting, because to me, blank check means it doesn't matter how you do it, just get it done. They're spending all the blank check money on the analytic department. They can't hire a new coach. Yeah. Like, I just don't know how they can... I mean, that is extreme. It seems like pretty extreme money that they're just wasting on that. And I don't know if that's a super common practice for even the have franchises in the NHL to burn through, you know, top coaches or top salaried coaches for three years on the books and just bring in another top salary coach. Um, I think that's my sense is that's probably a pretty rare occurrence for even, even the money-making teams to do. I don't think it's overly common. <clears throat> Usually go from one high-paid coach to watch lower-paid coach, and then you go back to the high-paid coach. Yeah, yeah, because teams <laughs> rebuild. <laughs> yeah. They're supposed to rebuild. But, but uh, it just seems like, I mean, that's like a that's a pretty big line item that they're going to be carrying here. Unless they're, you know, they're, they're, they're completely sure they're going to win if they bring in a trots or, or a coach of that stature. Well, they're going to win. They're going to bring Kaja this offseason. Yeah. They're going to turn everything around. <laughs> and PK Subban. Oh, my you know God. He, he was what in the I latest doing with my life? movie. Fuck, man. <laughs> I need a new hobby that isn't the Philadelphia Flyers. This team makes me sick. Yeah, they absolutely make me sick. Well, you know we'll what? See. One more quick thing. Mm-hmm. We Nobody's really touched on this. Alan McCauley was hired. And I think they named him, what, director of player personnel? Somebody got hired and somebody got promoted to player ops or hockey ops. One of them or was is the... he the director of hockey ops? I don't remember who the pro... Somebody got promoted to... The, the analytics guy got promoted to director of hockey ops. I think they brought somebody in to fill his place. Okay, because they hired Alan McCauley, former uh, Toronto Maple Leaf and New Jersey Devil. And it said that... I'm reading his Wikipedia page. It says that he's now a pro scout with the Philadelphia Flyers. He has served as a pro scout for the LA Kings, who he had won Stanley Cup rings with in 2012. Yeah, of and course, the Go figure. So, and he currently lives in Kingston, Ontario. I think there's a really good hockey player in this draft who's expected to go number one, who plays in Kingston. It's kind of interesting. I wonder if he's going to be moving. The pieces align, man. You cracked the code. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so That's what? The... Go ahead. 
What are the responsibilities of a director of hockey operations? That's a good question. To fucking take commands from Dave Scott all day. Yeah, I don't know what they do. Like, are they in charge of like? Let me see what the official. Know, okay, we practice at eleven a.m. You know, on like every Tuesday, and make sure that happens. Like, do they have? Was that a role this... that Chuck Fletcher held before, or was that not officially his role? No, Chuck Fletcher was the president of hockey. He's the president and GM. Still is. Ah, so yeah, I don't think below him now. They're breaking up the chain of command, but they're doing director. it the wrong way. You need somebody above Chuck Fletcher, not below him. Let's see. Where the fuck? They just tweeted this out today, right? Why is Twitter so goddamn slow? They all probably star. erased it for gritty snacks. All-star content. <laughs> all-star, all-star, all-star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, Gritty Snacks, did you catch who uh, who made that video game? No, who did? Was TCS, it his... Tata oh, really? Services. Those sons of bitches, really? they're getting their they're getting their money back from their uh, from their what helmet the sponsorship. Did they hire this guy? Was that today? <laughs> yesterday? Who? Alan McCauley? Yeah. It was yesterday, wasn't it? Hell. A couple days ago, I thought. Maybe a few days ago. I get the days mixed up sometimes each week. Yeah, I don't know what the hell is happening anymore. They, come on. Yeah, like, I'm glad that they announced it, but then they don't say, what do these people do? What it's are their a, core responsibilities? Here's a title for you. Yep. Yeah, here, yeah. Here's a title. Now what? Like, do they have any any decision-making ability? Are they in the room on, on who's being drafted, on who's being traded? Like, what are they doing? Or are they just scheduling ago. practices and shit? Like that's what, I'm, that's what di- I think they do. He's the director of hockey uh-huh. operations. That means that he directs all the interns uh-huh. to make sure that you take the tea bag out of Mister Scott's tea. He hates it when the tea bag is in. When you bring Mister Scott breakfast, make sure that you put the bacon in a happy face because Mister mm. Scott likes happiness and positivity this is a family atmosphere it's a family atmosphere (laughs) he likes his eggs sunny side up so they look like eyeballs with the happy face of bacon (laughs) (laughs) he reminds him of gritty when he eats his breakfast every morning yes uh yes (laughs) he wants skim milk not two percent not homo milk tied fat we want skim milk, or if it's available, some almond milk, or or the new thing, oat milk. That's what Mr. Scott, he's all about cutting edge, which is why he's invested so heavily in the Overwatch League. Oat milk only from now on for Mr. Scott. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds like what the director would do. Yeah. <laughs> You're fired. That's yeah. pretty close. Yeah, that's pretty close. I because like if they didn't have one before, then what what duties does this person have now? <laughs> this is weird. I don't know. Well, well, like it's funny. But, oh yeah, this is great. We hired these guys. Okay, why? What are they doing? That's my question. I don't. Well, he's the director of hockey operations. So maybe it has something to do with the medical staff. Maybe he's going to direct. The, the, you know what? I think you got to look at that guy's hip again because it's kind of wonky. Go go look at it. Hockey operations. Open yeah, it's up. just a it's a weird. Oh. I I don't know enough about 
these I mean, I know, you know, most of the main roles in front offices, um, but I've never heard of this role before. What does director of hockey operations do? Um, yeah, there's like a board on hfboards.com. The first, yeah, okay, what does director do? This question has plagued me for a while now. <laughs> I have to ask. <laughs> I just Googled it. As operations director is a pivotal role at the heart of a business, the operations director oversees, and this is now in bold, all operational aspects of company strategy. Yeah, I that still doesn't give me an answer. I get that. Yeah, like I know, like you know, like COOs and stuff like that, but and even presidents. But at this level, for a hockey team, I don't. Help set strategic goals and is responsible for the flow of operations information to the chief executive and the board. Yeah, that's synergy speak. <laughs> Isn't that what the president of hockey ops does? Yeah. Because the president is higher than the director. Right. Um, essentially, okay, I'm, I'm just seeing some people you know, spitball on it. Essentially runs the team as a hockey team. Where's the okay? Yeah, it just varies tremendously from team to team. I don't think we could tell, even if we knew what another team's director did. I don't necessarily think that would be a mirror image of what the Flyers are doing. Uh, yeah, it depends on how their front office is broken up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard to say unless we get more information from it. But I think it's just. For you know, from my perspective, I just want to know: Is this somebody who's part of the decision-making crew here? Do they have any ability to influence what happens with the team, or are they just being you know given given orders and following out commands on you know day-to-day -day things? Um, I, I believe know. the chain of command would be director, GM, president, CEO, and then owner. Yeah, but considering Fletcher holds most of those titles. Yeah. <laughs> Fletcher and Scott own all those titles except director. So this guy's probably just some dude working under Fletcher, I guess. Yeah, see, like that's the thing. So what how does this change? Like yeah. we, we, we <laughs> And he was already here too. Brotherly Pod across many shows has said that there's gotta be a difference in the chain of command and how they make decisions. So how does adding this <clears throat> title do that? You gotta add somebody above <laughs> Fletcher, it. not below Fletcher. <laughs> Yeah, it's got to be above. Oh, Fletcher. Jesus. One more fucking layer of bean dip. <laughs> yeah. Fucks everything up. Definitely. Oh, man. It's just. Stupid team. It's a stupid team. Fletcher is going to be. Fletcher is going to be embarrassed by Dave Scott. Dave Scott is going to take him down. He's going to make him do things. That no sane hockey GM would do. Ruin his goddamn reputation as a GM. Yeah. I, and I, I guess didn't... if. Go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, and like, I guess if you're Chuck, it's. You know, it's hard to get a GM job in this league, I guess. So you kind of got to make the best of it while you have him. But my God, I would fucking quit. I would just. I couldn't work under that framework at this point, given the evidence. You have a job, you know what needs to get done, and then somebody's telling you to do the exact opposite, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd quit and save a little face anyway. 
So that way from your next job, you can be like, this dickhead Dave Scott was the one holding me down. I didn't fuck any of that up. I put my foot down and left. Went to go find a good organization. That's what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, I wonder if he can, if if he can interview for GM jobs while he's still the Flyers GM. If that, <sighs> I guess that gets out pretty quickly. Yeah, somebody have to sign off on that. I would assume. Oh my god, I just got the greatest idea. They're wasting so much money on this stupid survey that they're giving about the experience at the Wells Fargo Center. <laughs> they need to do undercover boss. Dave Scott at the Wells Fargo Center. <laughs> yes. Like he puts on a bad wig and he's like yes. serving fries. Yes. <laughs> What's going on with the oil here? Yeah. Why does it yeah. smell? It smells weird. <laughs> well, uh, oh, that cheap son of a bitch, Dave Scott, he won't pay for any of uh, the yeah. new oil yeah. the shipments to come in. Something about canola oil from China is no good. I don't know. We're not, we're not. Oh, that fucking guy's talking shit about me. Right. Good to know what my employees think about what's how this business operation is being run. Then he goes and he goes undercover as gritty, and then people are just like booing him and throwing things at him. And, undercover boss, oh, yeah. undercover boss, Dave Scott at the Wells Fargo Center would be like so awesome. That would be, that would be riveting. A web series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He'd be he had like a fake mustache on, talking to Valerie Camillo. And she'd be like, yeah, my stupid boss, I don't know, he doesn't know what he's doing. And he's like, oh, really, Valerie? We'll see about that. She's a, she's a terrific executive that has <laughs> assembled a great team over the last four years. <laughs> <sighs> cool. Cool, Dave. Thanks, man. Yeah. I just really want them to continue to just sink lose yeah yeah like the past two games i i was shocked at how good but the other teams like fucking kings and the jets just must be like this team sucks we're just not gonna try i mean the kings because, almost <laughs> almost yeah. came back the jets though i don't know what the fuck they were doing they just got beat like, the Flyers are playing, like, they're playing an annoying brand of hockey right now because they're getting all these fucking guys that are getting a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to play, you know, like, legit NHL They minutes. have legit energy guys in their bottom six. Yeah. Right yeah. And they're all like, oh, I'm never going to get this chance again. I got to play my ass off. So they're all doing that, so they're keeping the games way too close. <laughs> it's like, you got to bring Couturier and Hayes back and yes, let their yes. crippled asses out there try yes, and Yes, I need Coops to get fucking, you know, like, yeah. I just, <sighs> oh, I've had enough of these like NHL guys. So. Remember when Flyers used to be fun? <laughs> Fuck, man. Seems like a long time ago. It's been at least a decade now. The 2012 series with the fucking Penguins was 10 years ago. Yeah, it was the last real fun Ten thing. Ten years ago. This is the last bit of mm-hmm. sustained fun. It was when fucking Yarmer Yager was here. Ten fucking years ago. Oh, that was like one of the best playoff series I'd ever seen. That one, the one where they came back against the Bruins was awesome. Yeah. Oh, we can't see stuff like that anymore. Oh. We, we we look forward to getting our asses handed to us by the Florida Panthers in a wild card. Well, man, they matchup. were one game away from the Eastern Conference Finals in the 2020 playoff. Yeah, and they followed that up by doing nothing <laughs> in the offseason, which is a great move. That's really where all this started. 
That trade yeah. deadline, yeah, the 2020 trade deadline and then the offseason probably, yeah. Didn't help. These are, I mean, these past two seasons are historic. They have set historical records for what they have been able to do in a negative way. <laughs> what they haven't been like, able to do. <laughs> that, that has to count for more than, you know, getting to game seven and getting blown out against the Islanders in 2020. You're telling me uh, two 10-game losing streaks are more important than getting to Game 7 of the second round in the playoffs in a playoff bubble? Hmm. Yeah, it's just... Oh, uh, yeah, I let's highlight. <laughs> we got to focus yeah, on the positives it's... here, man. Like Gary Mayhew. Right. May- Mayhew, yeah. Gary Mayhew. Yoo-hoo! Yeah. That was... That was still... I apologize to the fans... Everything sucks right now, but Gary Mayhew. I was like, God, <laughs> oh, I got the shitty brain that fucking Fletcher had. Oh. It was so bad because if you like, like, I had that little clip on there, and he's like, he's been one of the positives, and Fletcher's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Mayhew is a, uh, he's a Fletcher guy. He was a Minnesota guy. Yeah. So, of yeah. course, Fletcher's happy yeah. that. One of, one of the bright spots. One of the has bright Jerry- spots. How does he get off on that? Oh my! Because just... that's—I mean, quite literally, the only thing you could point to as a bright spot. Like, so I guess that's... like you could point to Carter Hart having a pretty good year, or like Rasmus Ristolainen coming in as a new face and having a strong season. Like, there's a million things he could have said, but he selected like Jerry Mayhew had like a goal in like one fucking game when he was up here, and it's the most recent thing in his dumb brain. Was that? <laughs> and so it's the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> He's got three goals in eleven games, actually, which is much better than Travis Konechny's three goals in twenty-nine games. That Jerry Mayhew guy's got moxie. Valerie, invite him because we're gonna go out on the town tonight. We're gonna we're gonna go drive around in my limo and throw eggs at old people and poor people in the streets yeah, of Philadelphia. Joy ride in the fucking country. Yeah. You ever throw eggs at poor people, Jerry? Here, we're gonna have a lot of fun today. That'd be hilarious if Dave Scott actually did that, stuff like that. He needs a reality show. I feel like he'd be a great person to follow around with a camera for <laughs> the he... life and times of Dave Scott. He would try to put on like a persona. He, I mean, Dave Scott's a bad actor. I can tell. Like he can't he can't talk during these press conferences about the team in a way that sounds genuine. He just sounds like a moron. Hmm. Like he's <laughs> feeding you shit time after time. He can't no. do it. It's it, which is baffling to me. Is how do you get to that level and you can't execute? And you don't it? have a poker face. <laughs> Yeah, he has no poker. He doesn't know anything about the team, so he can't lie about it properly. It's like <laughs> that is true. Usually, when you get to that level of business, your best asset is your lying, right? Yeah, you can you know get up there and you can wax eloquently. And you yes, can talk all about day long. Yeah, in a way that <clears throat> you know people can. Okay, yeah, I see what Dave's. Okay, thanks. It's like, but he doesn't know anything about the team, and so he's using Jerry Yuhu as his example of a bright spot. <laughs> I used to drink Yoo-Hoo when I was a child in Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gary Yoo-Hoo. Oh, <laughs> God. 
fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I would give that guy a piece of my mind. I He would, if there is, it might be worth it at some point, like for all of us to get like season tickets as like a brotherly pod group, just so we can send people to like a town hall meeting if they ever have one again and just lambast Dave Scott. We can all pull our money together and get one spot and just get a seat. Nobody has to go to the games. We can attend the town hall meeting. (laughs) So I guess our next game is going to be what against the Red Wings on Wednesday? Uh, The Red Wings on Wednesday and Saturday. Saturday. Is the Wednesday one here? Uh, I think it's a home and home. I don't know which one's which. Flyers. I just put the dates on my calendar. Uh, Wednesday is here. Saturday okay. is in Detroit. Saturday okay. is a noon game. Yeah, because they're Ooh. that's Central Time, or is it? It's noon our time. Yeah, it's noon our time. So I assume it's okay. A... Yeah, no, Detroit's East Eastern Standard. Is it okay? Wow, yeah, twelve is pretty early. Okay, finally we're getting all these fucking earlier in the season. All the Saturday night games are at night. Lately, uh-huh. in the afternoon again. Can tolerate some afternoon games. Ruin my day bright and early. Yeah, I could go for a couple of them. I don't I think I have a phantom. Noon, I don't love, night. but. Oh, God. Got a bunch of flyers and phantoms in the same day. Oh, God. It's a lot of torture, man. Yeah. It's Just a lot of torture. Flyers, fuck it. Yeah. Oh, Christ. All right. All right, guys. Well, have a good weekend. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. You You too, Mike. You too, Dan. uh, I'll see you guys soon. Yeah. Good night. Okay. All right. See you, Dan. See you, Manny. Bye. See you guys. Have a good one.